Coming up on Salt City Code, we continue the conversation with Ashley Oliver about cryptocurrency, cybersecurity, consumer banking, and more. My name is Karen Thorne. And I'm Kelly Corey. And together, we are Salt City Code. We'd like to take a minute to say thank you to our sponsor, Hack Upstate, for supporting Salt City Code. Hack Upstate's mission is to unite and facilitate collaboration among the greater upstate New York technology community. Twice a year, Hack Upstate organizes weekend hackathons. Developers and innovators from across central New York come to Syracuse to form teams, build projects, and win amazing prizes. It's all in 24 hours, and it's free to attend. Want to learn more? Visit hackupstate.com and get ready to code. You know, my son is, he's young, he's like 18, and I'm like, once you start establishing credit, you need to at least once a year check your credit, get a credit report, make sure that everything on that credit report is yours, because mm-hmm. when somebody gets a hold of that, it'll it's take over. you years to recover from that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's my my concern with uh, Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. And Facebook has Libra now, um, which have, have, have you, do you use oh. Facebook? I mean, yes, I have one. I've had one since like 2005. Yeah. Um, I don't check it nearly as often now as I used to, but I do technically have one. Well, have you ever like um, in Instant Messenger said something about pay or paid or written the word pay? Like, oh, I have to pay you or I owe you. Yeah. Have you noticed the little green button with the dollar sign that comes up? You know what? No, I haven't. Yeah. So that's that's we- Oh, I don't like that. Oh, that's weird. Okay. And that is also Ooh. in beta. <laughs> So I would recommend oh. that no one use it. Yeah. I'm going to have to look no, at that now because you. I use PayPal Yeah, to do things like that, too. So that it's another, like, added security. It's not, like, a direct route to, like, your bank yeah. or your credit card. Or yeah. So that topic makes me think, though, about Bitcoin and cryptocurrency and how mm-hmm. we are expected. I, I, I want to say 10 years, but it might be longer. But we are expected to be doing away completely with cash payment. No way. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Like 10 years will just be all electronic. Yeah, but don't quote me on the 10 years because my number <laughs> might be off. But essentially, it's, <laughs> right, it's the right idea. Yeah. I it's don't know so what wild to think about. Well, I, the only reason I say that is because there, there's still a lot of baby boomers out there. Mm-hmm. And they are very, like, cash check. That's yes. how I'm mm-hmm. going to pay. And a lot of them don't like change. Well, <laughs> if you want to know something funny, so I'm a millennial. I'm 30 years old. And I prefer, I'm so conservative with money. I prefer cash. I want cash in my wallet. I want cold, hard cash. I want to know where it is. I want to know what it looks like. I want it in my possession. I don't like when, I don't like online banking. I don't use direct deposit. Um, Oh, all right. No, I don't trust it. There's way too much. I worked for a major bank um, two years ago and I was on a three-month contract with them. And I was just telling someone earlier, actually, within the three months that I was there, they were breached four times. What? And they didn't, we're not, and I'm not at liberty to say who they were, but mm-hmm. they also didn't inform the general public about it. <gasps> yeah. I mean, you wow, know, how, that's the ones, a big double yikes. Ugh. The ones that make the news are the really, really bad ones, but mm-hmm. there, there are breaches that happen. Well, I, but I would imagine that if consumers found out about that and yeah. found out that they didn't tell them that there was a breach, that they mm-hmm. could be sued for that. Yeah, they could. But they, yeah. I mean, unfortunately, that's just how we are here sometimes is. <laughs> There are some things that are better swept under the rug for the company. Um, Again, it goes back to the issue of cybersecurity being a cost center and not a profit center. 
And no one ever wants to pay for the really top-notch, top-level cybersecurity right. solution that's going to – because it comes with a lot. It's not just – you don't just get one engineer that's securing your system. Like you, There are so many subsets that are involved um, with cybersecurity. You're getting your VPN. You're getting your firewall. You're, nowadays, you're getting everything. Like uh, I mentioned earlier, all the SD-WAN and data center stuff and segmentation. Mm-hmm. And if you slapped all that together and put it all into one huge solution, it would be – it would cost so much money. Right. And they don't want to cheat. And no, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt okay. you. I just, because I'm, I'm thinking about it. And like, so I have, I go through a credit union and I have one subscription that I, it go, and it goes through PayPal, but they're in Spain. And every time it comes out once a month, they, they're like, the fraud department calls me and they're like, you can't use your card until you call us back and yep. pr- confirm that this is you. So then I do it. Well, I, and I can't stand that stuff. I mean, I, use my bank for as, as little as possible for certain things. Like I have, I use YouTube premium and I will never give it up because I love listening to motivational videos on YouTube mm-hmm. all day long. So I've, I'm happy to pay the nine ninety nine monthly and I'm comfortable with that. But I keep very, very small amounts of money in my bank account because of what I've seen um, and because of mm-hmm. what I know. And um, it's funny, you know, that you're mentioning the the older generation and the baby boomers. Um, my church actually is full of baby boomers. And um, my pastor announced like two months ago that they the church is, you know, the higher up, the higher ups are talking down to her and saying we're going to have to migrate um, to a different payment platform. And like they won't be accepting ca- donations anymore in cash. It's all going to be wow. apps. That's um, so interesting. I was at St. Pat- Patrick's Cathedral this summer with my best friend, and you could donate a blessing. <laughs> I would never do it what? this way. You could donate a blessing with your credit card. You just It literally says dip, dip. That was the word. Dip your card here and enter as much as you want. Oh, my This looks like something out of a sci-fi novel. That's yeah, that's weird. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was very see, hard to see. My friend that lives in Oregon, she just, it was like right after the new year. She got hacked. However, what was, they wiped her account out like almost $1,500 or $1,500. It was a lot. It was like $1,500. And it was, they used it like through Western Union. So they Mm. couldn't really track it. They told her they can't really track it through Western Union because, you know, who knows? I'm sure she's going to get her money back. But so when I was telling my mom that, she goes, I need to go to the bank. She goes, I need to know how secure my money is. She goes, because I have money in there that I leave in there, but I don't need to leave it in there. You know, she goes, and if it's not going to be that secure, then I'm going to take it out. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. Um, I, I think that's what I worry about with consumer banking. Um, and that's why it's kind of like in cybersecurity, we say that the safest computer or the safest environment is a computer that's completely shut off, um, unplugged in a room that's that's got a locked door, like a padlock on it and the lights are off. And even then, it's still not secure. Like that's our mentality. And that's, I feel the same way about money. It's like, I feel it's weird because years back, I would have felt more comfortable with my money being in the bank. And I, you know, all I have to do is worry about my card getting stolen. Mm-hmm. But now that we have all these um, subscriptions and premium payments and all kinds of stuff um, and everyone's relying on the internet. I mean, what we got Uber, like we, yep. you can have food delivered to you, yep. like Grubhub and all that. Mm-hmm. It's all great. But do you know how many times I've tried to pay cash for stuff like that? And they're like, we don't, ex- what do you mean you don't take cash? So that's the funny thing is I am I personally feel more secure if I have like two thousand dollars in my pocket. This is this is insane, but I actually do feel more secure um, because I'm level headed and I'm always aware and I'm not I know that I'm safe. Um, but I'm more concerned or I'm I feel safer with it there than I ever would with it being in a bank. Um, which again is why I don't do direct deposit. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but I have been, it's very interesting with the way that I've been paying my bills lately. Is like, there have been so many people that I, I will go to pay and I will, I say here, I'm ready to pay my bill. And I go to hand them cash and they look at me and they're like, we don't accept that. And I'm like, do you want me to pay the bill? What? Right. Like this is a form of currency. It's here. It's ready to go. My husband likes to write checks. He, he does not, he doesn't have a card associated with his bank account at all. No debit card, nothing. None of that. And he's like, nope. He goes cash or check. Yeah. And we'll go someplace. And of course, you know, you're writing, he's writing the check out. And people are like, oh my God, who even uses a check anymore? He does. And then some few people in line and they'll say, well, actually my grandmother or my mother, or because they mm-hmm. refuse to get a card, they don't want it. You know, they want to either write a check because, you know, it's a paper trail. I commend people who are stuck in their ways because <laughs> they're going to be the ones that are going to be protected the most in the terrible event that something tragic does happen um, to us here. I just, while you were talking about that, I was just thinking again about the Bitcoin thing and the cryptocurrency thing and how the the attacks on that type of payment are, they're so bad because they're not, they're not just limited to you and taking your money. There are literally, there are, it's called a botnet. It's where a hacker will find his way into your computer, your system or whatever. And then they spread these little, they're like these little automatic, like think of them like like little ants, right? They like mm-hmm. basically plant this jar of ants and then they take the top off it. And then the ants spread out into all of these little subsystems, as many as they can get. And then they keep recreating. Um, and essentially that's what a botnet is. And they, mm-hmm. the reason they're so scary is because they're automated. They're, this isn't coming from one single person. Um, you know, like hackers, they're not like they used to be where there is the creepy guy sitting in the basement. Right. Yeah, so yeah, that's what I envisioned, like when you <laughs> yeah. think of a hacker. Oh yeah, no, they wrote scripts for all that stuff now. They're busy. They're, like they don't <laughs> They don't need to worry about that stuff anymore. I can't imagine we've come to a time that we're talking about, like, the end of cash as currency. You know, we're thinking that, like, hackers now automate other things. Like, they got better stuff to do with their lives. Literally, yeah. I mean, I can kind of see it, though. I mean, if you think about it, Mm -hmm. if you get into writing software and software development and you figure out and you all of a sudden realize, oh... I can create this virus. You know, it, it, they just keep taking it to the next level where all of a sudden, because how many things do we do? How many things have we written code-wise where, okay, we've written it and now we've taken this function so that it's automatically going to do it and it's going to call back, call this API to do it every single time. Mm-hmm. And that's basically the way that I understand it. That's all they're going to do. It, the, the API mm-hmm. is just going to keep calling to create more and more of these bots to, and just keep mm-hmm. spreading. Right. So I can, I, I can kind of understand that. Mm-hmm. With stuff like that, I guess that's why I'm more concerned with the the infrastructure, that, you know, which is why we're talking about 5G. Um, it's just because I feel like the best way to protect against that stuff is to protect the infrastructure around it. Um, I mean, yes, our individual systems need to be protected as well, but also just protecting the infrastructure and keeping anything from getting in. Because once something is in, it's you have no idea what they could deploy in your system um, and even from a reverse perspective, there's a, a term called backdoor. Have you heard of that? A little bit. Well, it's actually a, it's a form of an attack written by software developers. And it's um, what it is is where they essentially, um, speaking in layman's because I am not a software developer, um, but essentially the developers, when they're writing code, they they create a sort of backdoor where they the developer who created the code is the only person who has access to it or the only person who knows their way in from outside. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this is before they, they hand it off and it gets published or whatever. Um, and so the reason it's a risk is because, like, down the road, if anything happens, if that woman or that man who um, designed that code gets let go, like, they could do a lot of damage. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. They could do a bad, right. They, it's 
going in the back door and doing all the damage because... Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think that stuff is really cool. It is, it's super interesting. Well, that's why ethical hacking is fun, because you get to learn how to do the bad stuff. But it's for good. See, I I could do that all day long, I think. (laughs) Learn the bad stuff for a good cause. Like, I can get behind that. Yeah. Yeah. Would you like to go from zero to full-stack web developer in 24 weeks? Karen and I did. We're graduates of the first cohort of Careers in Code, a coding boot camp also sponsored by Hack Upstate. Learn HTML, CSS, JavaScript, and more from awesome instructors and incredibly patient TAs. If you're ready to change your career, sign up for the second cohort waitlist at careersincode.org. You can also sign up for the Hack Upstate Careers in Code monthly newsletter to receive updates, upcoming events, and job opportunities. That's careersincode.org. What do you think about microtransactions and platforms for that? Like, people use Venmo all the time now to just, like, send each other money. So they're just basically, like, cutting out the bank entirely. Yeah. Just electronically sending each other money. Would you say that that is, like, secure? Do people need to be aware of risks around that? Or... Yeah, I actually literally was just having a conversation with someone about Venmo and Cash oh, App nice. and PayPal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I So my take on it and my the way that I look at it is that if I were to use, I use Venmo. Okay. If I were to use any type of online payment platform, I would rather use a PayPal or a Venmo versus the, the Bitcoin or the cryptocurrency or anything like that. Um, especially Venmo, I particularly like because Venmo is newer and sure. Venmo was designed with security in mind. Cool. Which, yeah. Glad so, to hear that. That makes me feel a little better. Yeah. Venmo. No, Venmo, you know, I, I obviously don't have access into their system, so I can't see what types of scripts they got going and what type of code they have. But I do mm-hmm. know, you know, I've researched the company um, and they, I like that they just, they, the way that they were developed was with security in mind because that, that sets them apart. And that's what any cybersecurity professional, like, that we always, always stress that you have to have security designed into every single aspect of what you're developing whenever you come up with a new... We have all these startups mm-hmm. coming up here in Syracuse. Like, Oh, yeah, for sure. And I want to get with them and, you know, make sure that... Are, oh, are you being secure, you know? Yeah, so any startups out there in Syracuse, please hire Ashley to come do cybersecurity <laughs> for you. Like, get that Thank also you. out. Oh, no problem. But, yeah, I would definitely recommend Venmo, recommend PayPal. Um, okay. If you are going to use the, the... the What was that term? I've never heard that. Micro... Microtransaction. Microtransaction. I've ne- mm-hmm. I have never heard that. Oh, okay. So, since you you both use Venmo, here's what I want to know. If you do a transaction through Venmo and something happens, Mm. do they, can they, like, track that and get you your money back or not? Because that's one of the reasons that I like using, like, PayPal for things. Because if something happened, even, like, Mm. between friends, it's all right there. And you can dispute it and then you can, like, get your money back. I don't know if Venmo has that yeah, feature. I'm not sure if Venmo has a dispute system the way that, like, I know PayPal does, for sure. That's actually something I'd have to look up. That's well, kind of know, what the process is for Venmo. Yeah, and I'm oh, sorry, I didn't mean to. No, go ahead, because I, I don't know. So that's my answer. Well, no, it just got me thinking about uh, back to emanations and the stuff we were talking about at the very beginning. Um, I was just mm-hmm. thinking about how when you do send a transaction, whether it's from your phone or your computer, you're still opening yourself up because the data is traveling through the air from your phone to like with Venmo from your phone to your friend's phone. Mm. Um, and so you, there would have to be security controls in place. Um, Venmo, I know has them built in already. So they already have a couple of lines of defense um, that protect against those types of transactions. But 
I would still want that second layer of defense. I would still want to know that my phone has the AVR and that my phone is, you know, like there's AVR that has VPN tunnels now that's built in. Oh, nice. I love that. Yeah, that's great. Yes, I love that. I feel safe. I want my friend to also have the same thing so that we can we can (laughs) communicate with our own little private tunnel and we're safe. I'm on a huge project right now um, here in Syracuse and um, we have to... Every single file that we touch, that we download, we have to encrypt it. We have to password protect it. We can't even email files to each other. We, we can't even put passwords in our email. I mean, which you shouldn't be doing that anyways. But yeah. you would think that in a system that already, this is a, a enterprise um, system that already okay. has VPN, that already has TLS. Um, and you we still have to encrypt every single document wow. because they're so concerned with any, and, you know, in, in their defense, this is a communication company, so they're... Mm-hmm always worried about being uh, or being at risk or being vulnerable. Yeah. Um, but the risk of that data that's traveling through the air is just so high and it, it can mm. be intercepted. I think that's what people don't realize. Sure. Because they can't, we literally can't see it. Right. Cause you can't see it. That's how we all communicate though, is that the, the two different Wi-Fi towers are, are wireless, I guess, but they're called WAN systems in, in um, engineering, but I guess mm. for lack of a better term, I'll use, I'll call them Wi-Fi towers. So they communicate with each other, right? And they're sending this constant signal back and forth. And then that signal, so we've got tower here, tower there, signal in between. And then each tower has their own little sub-signals that are going to, you know, um, other smaller towers in the area. And then those towers are going to the cell phones. Um, And that's just so much data that's traveling through the air. It's funny because I always think about, like, ISPs and stuff. I have always wondered, when I used to send my friend, when cell phones first came out, and I would text my friend, I was, like, 13, Mm-hmm. And I'd send her a text, and she lived two houses down. And I'd say three hours later, when I saw her, I'd be like, "Why didn't you respond to my text?" And she'd be like, "What are you talking about? I didn't get your text." And um, I, it was that. Mo- that's actually probably why I became an engineer, because really? yeah, okay. I had to know where that text went. That's so interesting. That's <laughs> it had really to cool have gone story. somewhere. <laughs> yeah. So down the road, I still don't have the answer to that question, but I always think of it because I'm like, when I hit that send button, where exactly did it go? I know mm-hmm. it went somewhere. You know, I know that it says sent. Um, you know, I don't. I think that phones now have like the red receipts and yep. the sent and received. Oh yeah, like, they sure do. So even now, sometimes I'll send something to my son, and I'm like, okay, is it gonna send anytime soon? Like it'll take a minute. They all they all come to me and they're like, oh, my phone is doing something weird, and I'll say, when's the last time you turned it off? I don't know, and I'm like, you need to turn it off because they update the towers all the time with new data. So. Turn it off and turn it back on again. You really should do mm-hmm. cybersecurity. <laughs> right? That's like, exactly what I would tell someone. That's <laughs> good. So they'll do it and then they're like, oh, okay, it's working fine now. Yeah. I'm like, turn it off at least once a week. Yeah. You know how if you really want to test the reality of emanation, like just go for a drive mm-hmm. and enable, I mean, be a passenger, but enable your... 4G, Wi-Fi, and turn off your wireless and just enable it and try to play a streaming video or something for like an hour um, and just watch how while you're driving. Um, I mean, I guess you have to have a lot of free time on your hand to do this, but I do it all the time. Um, watch when you're driving how the signal will randomly go out, the video will randomly stop. And that's because mm-hmm. the, your phone is literally dropping off one tower and picking up on another. And, and mm-hmm. you know, don't you wonder how that's happening? Like... You know, you're moving from A to B, but with that, like, you're, think about it. All your data is on that last tower, and your data is on this next tower, and then your data is going to be on the next tower. And that data is all being collected, and it's all being sent somewhere. I mean. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you like to know where that is? Where's that going? Yeah. What are people doing with it? Yeah. Yeah, I don't. 
Been there, done that. When you have kids and they, they're watching something. Oh, my video stopped. And I'm like, well, you need to wait until we get closer to the next tower. What? What do you mean the next tower? I go, because the towers aren't all right next to each other. I go, they space them out. I go, so when the farther you get away, you're yeah. not going to have anything. And then we'll get closer and they're like, oh, it's okay now. Yeah, so we did want to ask you, for people who've listened to this episode and are now like, I want to be an ethical hacker, or, you know, to help kickstart Karen on her future cybersecurity <laughs> career, um, what resources would you suggest for people who want to get into this field and learn more about it? So um, watch my webinar. <laughs> I do have a webinar. Um, I, this, I released it, I think, three weeks ago. It is um, entitled How to Get a Job in Cybersecurity. Oh, perfect. Oh, All right, yeah. cool. So you've already handled that. Excellent. Yeah. Um, nice. Yeah, it's got it came it turned out really well. It's just it's got a lot of content. It's actually all based on my own experience and what I've went through. Oh. Um, discovering loopholes, discovering diversion, um, understanding the the importance of certifications and how much they can help you even before you have them. Um, nice. Yeah, I touched on all those topics in the webinar. Um, so I would <laughs> that's actually okay. exactly what I would recommend. Cool, that's great. Where can people find that? Um, it's actually, I thought about that before I came in. It, the recording is posted on my Facebook page, which is just Ashley Oliver. Syri it literally says Syracuse's resident SME. I have that and I have my blog and my LinkedIn. Um, but I'm actually doing some research right now. And now that I'm working with the general public, um, mm -hmm. I'm trying to understand like where I am heard more or where I am seen more. Um, I actually am not like really a huge social media person. I, I'm one of those people that has Facebook for like a day or like a month even. And then I, I'm like, I don't like this because I don't, it's too risky. And I'm, I, you know, I'm paranoid mm -hmm. because of my background. Um, so then I'll delete it, but then I'll get it back. Um, and I'm trying to stay on course right now. I do have an Instagram. I have 40 followers. And I'm so All happy. Right. All right. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I do post the, the links on my Instagram. I was going to okay, say, cool. personally, I think Instagram gets more traffic yeah. Then Facebook. I, you know, like, I think, so here's where I'm at with Facebook. I have an account and I go on there and I set up the, um, the business a page. Most of the time it's just to contact, you know, like keep in touch with like my friend in Oregon, you know, because mm -hmm. Lord only knows when I, she can text or when I can text because we're three hours, there's three hours difference. And when she's working, sometimes that's hard. So a lot of times Facebook is the way to go because I can see when she's on, she can see when I'm on and we mm -hmm. can just message each other, sure. um, you know, or, you know, just kind of keeping up with people in, in that aspect, you know, family, close friends, that mm -hmm. type of thing. Most of the time I'm scrolling past a bunch of garbage that I could care less about. <laughs> and, you know, like I'm, I'm over all the politics. I'm over all of the negativity. And a lot of times now I, I only look at things that are positive. They do think that Instagram is the way to yeah. go. It's funny because I almost wish that we had taught, because they didn't really talk, we, Kelly and I went through the same boot camp through um, Hack Up Set Careers and mm -hmm. Code, um, and we went over um, two-factor authentication stuff and went over a couple things, but we didn't really go into a whole lot of it. I almost yeah. wish that we had, they had spent at least a week yeah. with the cybersecurity, because that probably really would have. Really would have helped. Yeah, and it, more excited now to look into it more, mm -hmm. but it probably would have clinched it even more for me. Sure. And, and getting into it. Look at, see, look at. <laughs>
Hmm. I'm starting my own business, and it was going to be like just website and apps. But yeah, now but what if you I can, also did cybersecurity? That's exactly like, what I was just going to say. That be. I was just going to say, uh, you know, like now I can if I mm-hmm. learn more about all of that and get into it, then I can start targeting like just the everyday consumer and be like, let me teach you about cybersecurity and how to keep yourself. Mm-hmm protected and we need more Mm -hmm. of that we there isn't enough there's not enough awareness and there aren't enough people that are willing to even I'm guilty of this too it took a lot for me to step away from what I knew I mean since the beginning of my career I have always known what it's like to work for enterprise corporations I worked for Cisco Mm -hmm. I worked for AT&T I worked for Verizon. You name it. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So you have experience with big old, well, you've said enterprise, but like, yeah. yeah. And, and so, but I've been so used to that, just worried about protecting infrastructure and mm-hmm. companies and protecting money. But then after a while, I was just like, you know, I really want to serve the greater good. I really want to protect and I really mean what I say. And mm-hmm. I started to notice how there was a gap between the, the general population and what they know versus the other engineers. I could go talk to another cyber engineer and like, yeah, of course we both have 2FA. Of course we have AVR. Like, right. duh. And then like if one doesn't have one, the other, like we'll pretend like, you know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, yeah, I got that. <laughs> but I did notice, I did identify a gap um, with just people not being aware. And it's it's not their fault. Like, you know, I have a lot of compassion towards people. But I also, I just really want to protect them and I want to make them more aware. You know, I'm very concerned with the the newer generation. I have young people who work for me um, and I'm always concerned. Um, one of my helpers is always telling me how, you know, her friend, she gets annoyed because her friends will only communicate with her through like Snapchat texting. And I'm just like, wow. Yeah. I facepalm. Sorry. I forgot we were recording. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I'm just like, and it's stuff like that where, you know, it, first of all, it's just annoying on a personal level because you're taking away from, from this, from what we're doing, yeah. you know, human interaction. But I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. uh, cyber level like having all of that information out there on the internet kids like it's not fun in games like no it, it can come back to I, haunt you like snap, we had this conversation remember which is why we had the whole poll about tiktok yeah we put a poll recently into the syracuse io slack about tiktok and whether or not people were using it and the majority of people were not using tiktok right and i know that my son doesn't but my son uses mm-hmm. snapchat and it's always oh i got a streak going with this one it's always on vibrate so it'll be and I'm like, what the heck? God. I go, why don't you people just text? He goes, because this is all we do is Snapchat. So then he'll say something and he'll be like, oh, wait, let me go back in and look in this, in this Snapchat. You know, and so people that think that it's only supposed to be there for so long, mm-hmm. it's not. Because he could go back in and look at something. So they must be able to save them. So if they can save them, how many other people are saving them? There's actually a term. It's, there's a cyber attack called Vanek Freaking. Um, which oh, is what is that? Yeah, and it's freaking spelled P H R E A K I N G. Okay, that's wonderful. I love that. It's actually so it's actually an emanation attack where the hacker goes in and what they do is they take a snapshot of like the airwaves around your phone or your computer and then they recreate those airwaves and then they log into the recreation and then that's how they yeah, Vanna Creaking. <laughs> These attacks are real. I'm not kidding. Like, <laughs> like, I'm going home and Googling this immediately. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's wild. I've never heard of that. Well, yeah, but all that stuff exists. And, you know, like I said, all the corporations that I've worked for, like, they've been aware of this stuff on the on the forefront because they have to protect against it. Um, and they have a lot of people that they have to protect, too. But nowadays, like, they, with everything becoming digitized and automated and, you know, with everyone using their phones for everything, I just want people mm-hmm. to be more aware of what they're actually doing you know, right. so now I have a question because we did touch uh, touch a little bit on this in mm. careers in code. Do you use a VPN on your phones? I 
I do in my case, but that's because I use AVG. So I have AVG, AVR on my phone, and then I also have AVG, AVR on my home computer. So in my case, I do, but I'm not sure that everyone would. I wouldn't really say I'm not as concerned about that, to be completely honest. Um, it's hard for me to, I don't want to bash AT&T right now, but I don't, I seldom use my Wi-Fi on my phone, but that's because my Wi-Fi doesn't work in my house. Very interesting. Actually, it's funny you brought that up. <laughs> Earlier, I forgot what we were talking about, but I was thinking in my head how one time I was at home and I was outside and my phone wasn't working and I was, I live out in the country and I live in this big old farmhouse and I was getting so agitated that my phone was on the brand new fancy Wi-Fi and mm-hmm. I, yeah, the new, the 5G, you know, what did, you know, like Verizon mm-hmm. 5G. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was all excited about it and uh, it was, my phone wasn't working and I was getting so agitated and I couldn't figure out why. And the person I was with was like, well, there was metal in, in the wall um, leading outside. And she was like, do you think that the metal um, would have affected the, the communication? And I'm sitting there and I'm like, me being the engineer that I am, I'm like, no, that's ridiculous. Like, <laughs> See, I would say yes. Come to, yeah. Oh, I found out. <laughs> I learned. Yeah, it was completely the metal. And so my house mm-hmm. is built that way. So I actually, that's a tough question for me to answer um, because I never use the Wi-Fi at home just simply because I cannot get on it. And also my, you know, the older, like the farmhouses are built with like, mm-hmm. they're not the big open spaces. So we, there's so many walls and like narrow doorways. So I'm usually on the 4G anyways with my AVR. T- my tunnel would be the um, AVG to the 4G network. I'm, I'm glad that I got a chance to clear myself because I still feel guilty about that. It was like three years ago and I'm, I'm still like, she was every single time I'm because I, you know, I'm aware now of like, mm-hmm. you have to be aware of how to protect. And like, there are ways to protect, like obviously the VPN and the AVR is important for you to protect your phone, True. but you can get really crazy with it. Like they, they are deploying these things called Faraday cages. You can like buy one mm-hmm. for your house now. What? It's literally like a cage. It's like a mesh cage. If you watch, oh my gosh, I talked about mm-hmm. this in one of my old blogs. If you watch the movie Ghostbusters, the new one with Kate McKinnon. You know what? I haven't seen it I yet. It's been on my, like, to watch list forever. Oh, I've my gosh. Seen it yet. Kate McKinnon is, like, the, she's the resident, like, crazy engineer, and they make her look like the madman and the mad scientist. Okay, I love it already. Mm-hmm. It's all four stars. And it's so funny because they're worried about catching ghosts. And mm-hmm. so she's, she's whipping up all these tools and all this stuff, and she's showing off all her new gadgets. And then she pulls out this little, it's like this little mesh bowl, right? <laughs> And she goes, and here we have a Faraday cage. And I was like, oh my gosh, you can use a Faraday cage to catch ghosts now. Was there anything else you wanted to plug or mention before we click um, off? No, just um, whoever listens to this, I hope that you'll you'll keep all these key points in mind and you'll consider downloading a sort of protection on your mobile phones and be more aware when you're using them and... Um, if you are interested in getting involved in cybersecurity, please reach out. I love I love to help and I love to bring in newer talent. Definitely. Well, thank yeah. you so much for being on the show, Ashley. We really appreciate it. Yes. And uh, we're going to sign off for the night. Thank Sounds you. Sounds good. Thanks. If you would like to follow me on my personal learning curve journey, my website is kethorn.com, Instagram, Karen Thorne, Twitter, kthorne, and email, contact at kethorn.com. Be on the lookout for JS Web Development LLC as I'm starting my own business. Twitter and Instagram are JS Web Dev. I'm working on a website that should be up soon and that's jswebdevelopment.com. You can always email me at jswebdevelopment at gmail.com. You can keep up with Kelly by following my Instagram and Twitter at thisiskelcor or visiting my personal site, kel.dev.
together, we are Salt City Code. You can follow along with the podcast at Salt City Code on Instagram and Twitter. And if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can reach out to us at saltcitycode at gmail.com. And remember, always always keep keep it salty. salty.